God wants every single Christian to be strong. And the strength that we are talking about is not being strong as the world sees it. And the church should also be a place that can attract people to come and come again. Become interested in what your father is doing. Become interested in the fact that we want to operate Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Seek him Christ the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. Are you ready? Welcome to the Supernatural Word with Samuel B. Sawyer. Expect a positive change in your life through the power of God's word. He is the head pastor of the Rose of Sharon Cathedral, a branch of Catch the Anointing Center, one of the denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, founded by the prophets, Dakiwad Mills. Today, he preaches on the topic, how to find your place in ministry. So today, we are looking at um, how to find your place in ministry. Amen. It can easily change to how to find a place in church. It's also a good thing. How to find a place in church. It is not appropriate to be in church and not do something. To be in church is good, but it's not enough. We've been, we've been, God has called us. Uh, we've been called not just to believe, but to belong. Say, not just to believe but to belong, that is to be part of a family. In Ephesians chapter 4, 16 says, from whom the whole body fitly joined together. As we sit here, we are the body of Christ and we are supposed to be fitly joined together. There is not a space for a part of the body that is not joined. I repeat, there's no room for a part of the body as I'm standing here. If when I move to the left, my hand stays behind to the right. Wouldn't you say that there's something wrong? My hand moves with my body, is it not so? Yeah. So from whom the whole body fitly joined together, the Bible says, and compacted by that which every joint supply according to the effectual measure of the working of every part. The Bible says, maketh increase of the body to the edifying of itself in love. We do not grow, we do not increase if the various parts of the church do not fit together and they do not supply that which only that part can supply. I hope you understand what I'm saying because everybody has a function. Everybody has something they're supposed to do. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 1, are you there? Beautiful. Paul. An apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus so Paul is an apostle not because he wanted to be but it was God himself who had organized his soul we don't really choose what we want to do in church forgive me for saying that it's not really I we choose what we want to do it's actually God who is working in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure are you listening to me so sometimes if you're in church and even your pastor says, look, you used to handle this group. Today, handle the other group. It's actually God who is behind. You might think, oh, the pastor doesn't like me. That's why he has pulled me from here and he's put me here. But the Bible says, according to the promise of life. Now verse 2. 
to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace. Everyone say grace, mercy, and peace. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Normally when Paul is writing, he just uses two. He says grace and peace, grace and peace. Now to writing to Timothy, he says, he adds one more. He adds peace. He shows how important the pastors were to him or the shepherds were to him. And it's important. Continuing verse 3. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with what? Pure conscience, that without ceasing, I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. That's a typical pastor. Always praying for the people. Not just when they meet, but also when he's alone. Not just in the daytime, but also in the night. Now we are going to verse 4. Greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. There's something powerful about seeing somebody physically. As compared to maybe interacting with a person over the phone, over WhatsApp, over Instagram. But seeing the person feely, feely, kadochi, amani, amani, eyeball to eyeball, it's very, very different. I hope you understand what I'm saying. That's why coming together, the Bible says, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as a man of some is, but exhorting one another daily as we see the day approaching. Coming together physically is very important. They would like to disconnect us. Paul is saying, greatly desiring to do what? To see you. This COVID season, for example, seemed to have put us all in isolated islands where we couldn't really connect except through, as it were, maybe uh, Zoom or phone calls or whatever. Why am I saying what I'm saying? There's a difference between when you see somebody interacting with a person as compared to when he is not there. And some of you, you do not even value the opportunity to be with certain people. I see it without a shadow of doubt because when we have opportunity, the way we treat it. Some of us, we have parents, we do not give them the time of the day. How many of us can say that indeed when we are coming to church or something, you are even greatly desiring to see the church people? Do you greatly desire to see the children of God or the people of God? It's a question if you try and answer immediately, you can lie. Just as, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Margaret, do you greatly desire to see the children of God? Do you greatly desire to see the pastor? Does the pastor greatly desire to see the people? But something is changing and something should change. The church should be a place where you long. You long to go to church. It doesn't have to be as near. It doesn't have to be as far. If you love somebody, you want to be with the person. You cannot say you love Jesus and you don't love something. His bride. We are the bride of Jesus. In Revelation chapter 19, verse 17, the Bible says the marriage of the bride has come the lamp has come and the bride has made herself ready one day we're all going to sit and have a feast in heaven we're going to sit at the marriage feast but you don't love 
You don't love the bridegroom. How can you come even to this marriage feast? That's what I'm preaching. I'm preparing somebody here. Am I preparing somebody? I am tackling something inside somebody right now. I feel it in the spirit. Some of us, we have sham Christianity. Sham. Shambolic. Pretentious. Double. Duplicity. Hey. Listen. Paul told the people of Rome, he said, I am making arrangements to come to you. Hallelujah. In verse 11 of Romans chapter 1, he said, I long to see you that I may impart, impart something to you. I may impart to you. Hey, some spiritual gift. Hmm. To the end that you'll be what established as we are in a church your mind should be that through my presence through my actions in church through my words through what i do somebody might be established somebody might be held and it's possible and it's real then i realized that see a little one is not just someone who's a child though a little one is somebody that probably you are a little more spiritual than or you have been around longer than a person a little while was a little one it's like even a child that we put at our back the child is so weak that he needs to be carried you cannot just abandon the child and say walk can you be walking can you can you say you are going to town with your two year or six months old baby and then as you are setting off from the house you have packed your things as i tell you are going to the market at abubloshi your six months baby is lying in the crib is lying in the court and then you say to the child baby Charlie, yanko let's go you are expecting the six months old baby to crawl from the bed and then crawl after you no what do you do i say what do you do you carry the baby Either you carry the baby behind you, you carry the baby on your side, wherever you carry the baby. Today, God is calling some people in the church to begin to carry some babies. If you are that one, let me hear loud. It is me. I mean, Pastor, with me, teams, I mean, I don't go carry nobody. He said, I said, somebody will carry me. Then you don't understand your place in ministry. You don't understand your place as a Christian. You don't understand. That's what I'm teaching. And I pray you understand. Romans chapter 1 verse 12. Listen very carefully. The Bible says, that is, and then he explains. He explains what it means by longing to see you, to give you some spiritual gift so that you'll be established. He explains it. He says, that is you and I together. He said that I may be comforted together with you. So you might think that you are even helping somebody, but you are helping yourself. I may be comforted, what? Together with you, Bible says, with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. I will say you and me. So you might think that, oh, pastor, the work that you're asking that we should do to carry somebody, to do this, media, I can't do it, etc. But you never knew that as you were helping somebody, you were helping yourself. Put your hands together for the Lord. You never knew. The greatest people in this world are people who have helped people. I say the greatest people in the world are people who have stretched for their hands to help people. Look today at the, some of the businesses in the world. Start from uh, Bill Gates. He set out 
to provide a software that will help people to easily navigate this kind of um, phones and Microsoft and all those things. You see, in the world, strength is seen by how much punch you can give. How much pressure you can inflict on somebody, true or false. In the world, that's how strength is seen. Strength is seen, I say someone is strength, say Chaligani or Macho, or Bebus is here, as you know so. How much pain you can inflict. When it comes to the church, it's the other way around. In the church, strength is seen in how much pain you can absorb. How much you can endure. How much you can handle. How much insult you can handle. How much, who can you carry? Romans chapter 14 verse 1, the Bible says that we that are strong, that's Romans 15 verse 1, we that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of them that are weak and not to please ourselves. If you say you are strong, let me see whose infirmity, whose weakness, whose, who, who are you tolerating in the church? It's a question, Humphrey. You say you are strong. Let me see somebody you can carry. We then are strong, or the bad infirmities of those that are weak. Romans 15 verse one, and not to please us. In Romans 14 verse one, it said that he that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. It's similar. He that is weak in the faith, receive the person, but not to doubtful disputations like this. And it's in a way, so, me. Sometimes I see people. Are you listening to me? I see people in the church. Maybe they are wearing mini skirts. Maybe they are, their dress is not so much like Christian, etc. I don't condemn them. I don't condemn them. That is their level at this stage in their life. When I was a younger Christian, I used to be another person. I don't condemn them because that's what they have. It is my association with them that probably they are scared to get longer and longer. But I don't drive them away. If you drive them away, who is going to help them? Is it the Buddhist world? As is it the Buddhist world that's going to help them? How to find your place in ministry. May we be a church that we can give and receive love and comfort. Put your hands together for the Lord. Not many people can give love, especially when somebody has been hurt and not recovered. I always use Joseph's example because Joseph, Joseph, the Old Testament Joseph, Joseph was deeply hurt. Do you know Joseph was deeply hurt from somebody who was like his father's favorite child? He had a dream, Genesis 37. Joseph had a dream, he had another dream. He had just two dreams, by the way. You think he kept on dreaming? He just had two dreams. And then his brothers sold him, put him in a pit. He was taken into a prison. Potiphar's wife, all the stories. Are you listening to me? Do you think Joseph was hurt? He was. Joseph was hurt. Joseph was hurt. He was grieved. It pained him. It pained him. But he overcame. Say he overcame. He overcame. Ah, some people don't overcome. Joseph had opportunity to have dealt with his brothers in the same way they dealt with him. In Genesis 45 verse 5, open to Genesis 45 verse 5. He said, Now therefore be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that you sold me hither, for God did send me before you to preserve life. You don't have time out of read. You should go and read some of these scriptures yourself. Joseph was speaking to his brothers. If you read the previous verses, you realize that at the point he was even crying. He thought he was just crying. You cry sometimes out of pain, you cry sometimes out of pleasure. Just crying out of pain. 
And do you know that hurt people hurt people? Only you understand my English. Those who are hurt, they hurt people. The short form is hurt people hurt people. Do you like my English? Be careful when you are hurt. You are about to hurt someone. Jesus Christ actually even said it. He said, then shall they betray one another because of offense. A time has come after church not just to be walking out alone thinking of your wife or your husband or your wife to be or your husband to be. The time has come after church to look around and say, look, there's somebody that I don't know. Let me go and talk to the person. Let me just go and... If somebody needs your arms around, yeah, not for sex, but for comfort. Somebody needs some loving words from you. Somebody needs something, something from you, something which you can give. You cannot give what you don't have. People always give what you have, what they have. If you have bitterness, it's bitterness you give. So why don't you change it to a sweet, sweet smelling savor? Why don't you change it? Every time when I win him to tomorrow. Hold hotel. Hey. Second Timothy chapter one. The Bible says in verse 5, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith. Unfeigned means that faith without pretense. There's no feigning. There's no pretense. F-E-I-G-N is an old English word for pretentious. Unfeigned faith. That is in thee. Paul is speaking to Timothy. He said that when I look at you, I can see that your faith is genuine. Your faith is not China, it's genuine. Ask somebody, is your faith China? Which dwelt first in that grandmother Lois and in that mother Eunice. This is a chain. And I prophesy that your family is going to be known for Christianity in Jesus' name. Maybe your family was known for idol worship. Or your family, do you know families are known? Maybe in the house they'll say, oh, don't mind those girls, Alele girls. Oh, don't mind these people. Don't, 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 don't mind those drunkards. Today I prophesy over you, your house will be known as a house of faith. If you are that one, let me hear loud. Amen. They used to think of you as thieves. From today, may they know you as spiritually minded people. Say amen. amen. Verse 6, wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou still have the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. I believe in the laying of hands. It's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. I don't know. When you lay hands, things are going on. Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy, it says that Joshua, the son of a man called Nan, N-U-N, he was full of wisdom because Moses had laid hands on him. Deuteronomy 34 verse 9. Be very careful about some of the spiritual things. They have an implication. Can I continue reading? For God has not given us the spirit of fear, verse 7, but the spirit of what? Power. Receive the spirit of power now in Jesus' name. Receive the spirit of love now in Jesus' name. Receive the spirit of a sound mind now in Jesus' name. There's nothing that beats a sound mind. I'm telling you, if you have ever been agitated before, if you've ever been confused before, listen, confusion is not from God. Bible says that God is not a God of confusion. Confusion is actually a tool. In warfare, you confuse the enemy, they don't know what to do. The devil sometimes tries to use confusion against you and I so that we don't know what to do. Anytime you feel confused, be careful because the enemy is trying to look for a way. I say anytime you are confused, be very careful because the devil is what? He's looking for a way to take away sound mind. 
Because you need sound mind to be able to take certain decisions. Do you know certain decisions are taken because we lack a sound mind? Yeah. <laughs> Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 7. Bible says, surely oppression maketh a wise man mad. What makes a wise man mad? Oppression. Oppression. That's why you should be careful when you are under constant oppression. Hmm? Ras. He sank under pressure, under pressure, under pressure. Is that not what he sang? A man called Ras, Ras Kimono. What was his song? Under pressure, under pressure, under pressure. You know the you know the song. What, what does the song go? Me, I forgot it. How many of you have been under pressure before? Only three people. Look, listen. The more you stay under pressure, the more likely you take some very foolish decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are young men who have put young ladies under pressure for five years so that they can enter into the website. So that they can browse and check the different Five years, I will say five years. Pressure, five year pressure. Hey, if you do not set yourself free from this pressure, one day you just, you just give in. Oh yes. True or false? I was way out there. Or that down, I was way out there. I'm a kuma ho tofi. I'm a kuma ho de tofi. Mido. Mido. Hey, obakoko. Inside light. Share. Baby. When I see you, I get confused. Hey. When I saw you, I had I had I had a laughter of destiny. Hey. And I realized that ever since I've been born, my heart is like a jigsaw. It's a puzzle. I put in all the pieces. I was just left with one piece. Hey, my heart has been full of questions, looking for answers. But the day I saw you, I said for the first time, hey, the answer is walking towards the equation. Hey, baby, you look like the mother of my unborn children. Hey. Also, a Didi would dream. Oh, you're born again singer. What on you, Makwa? Would refuse you, Nina? Because he called you on the phone and said, I just called to say I love you. I just called to say how much I care. And I just called to say I love you. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Hey! Now, Tiho, why a lemon? 
oppression and he's bringing you takeaways he's going to borrow his uncle's car he's come to park in front he says sit inside you don't know but he's just preparing you like the fatting calf be not therefore ashamed of the testament of our Lord nor of me as prisoner but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God verse 9 and we are closing next week we'll continue who has saved us everybody say who has saved us Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 who has saved us from this week as you are going home remember that you have been saved say I have been saved and the Bible says who has saved us and called us with an holy calling that word holy we get confused as soon as we think holy we think sin true or false when we hear the word holy no sin comes into our mind isn't also as soon as we hear holy we begin to think of sin how sinful we are that's the devil when you think of holy begin to think of something great and something mighty something majestic next week we'll continue on that one not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in christ jesus before the world began find him or how to find your place in ministry how many of us we are eager to find our place in ministry are you sure are you sure when people are eating you want to find your place true or false i was at this is my last story i was at an internet cafe those days we didn't have personal internet and all those things too much and i was at the cafe doing my own thing sending some meals then at the point i heard some noise at one side i saw about six seven young boys they were all i need about six seven young boys if you don't have a mask don't come you must have a mask if you don't if you're not wearing a mask don't come mask 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 your beard is not a mask please <laughs> and they were they were they were they were they were they were sitting they were sitting sit and then they were watching something who was the one going to sit who's the one going to sit and they were watching something they were and then they, yeah they were all i was sitting my somewhere they were i was doing my own thing how to find your place in ministry next week you are going to find your place then i saw people going 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 i was wondering imagine far i was imagine far innocent me some of you already know what they were watching some of you how many of you think you know how many of you think you know you think you can guess and people were finding their place ask the thing properly just so so that you are getting better position better position better position better position they were looking at pornography <laughs> ladies and gentlemen i'm so sorry my time is up i'm not out of words i'm just out of time stand to your feet today we learned that once you are saved you have been called God has called you for his purpose. Find your place and his work. Join us same time next week as we continue this beautiful series. God bless you. Hi. I believe you've heard a life-transforming message. I'd like to pray with you to give your life to Jesus. The Bible says, "As appointed unto man once to die and after that judgment. What would your judgment be? I pray God will receive you. Let's pray. Close your eyes. Say after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you. You died for me, a sinner. You gave your life for my sake. Forgive me. Have mercy on me. Write my name in the book of life. I'll follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. 
If you pray this prayer, you're now a child of God. I'd like to invite you to visit us at the Catch the Anointing Center La in Accra. That's the Rose of Sharon Cathedral. Or find a Bible-believing church nearby. And let's worship God together. Hope to see you in this world or in the world to come. God bless you. My name is Samuel Sawyer. See you. Thanks for your time. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Use your faith to move all mountains in your way. To contact us for counseling, prayers and ministry materials by Bishop Dakiwad Mills, such as the Macarius, the Mantano and the latest edition, Speak the Word, that is Macarius in audio format. And also Samuel Sawyer's book, Winning the Battles of Life. Call or message us on plus 233-248-906-776 or send an email to sambisawyer at gmail.com. Finally, write to us and share your testimony on how this broadcast has been a blessing to you. See you next time and stay blessed.